Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Kevin. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you're new to We Hate Movies, uh, this is the first episode in the final month of 2014. We got the year winding down, and we're kind of getting into some lighter fare. We just had our, our listener request month. A lot of weird things going on there. Yeah, a lot of rape happened last month that I'm not too crazy about. No, just a lot of like situations I don't want to be involved in mm, ever again. Molestations. Just, it's just gross. Uh, so let's get gross in a different way <laughs> with 1987's Three Men and a Baby, directed by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> just there's so much wrong about what I just said. Nobody could have guessed that one. Like, that's yeah. what you make your debut, really. That's, that's a bar bet you're going to win a hundred times out of a hundred. You're totally right. Like, just anybody. And the I had biggest no Star idea. Trek fan in the world would be like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know who directed Three Men and a Little Baby? And a baby? No. Leonard fucking Nimoy did. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I that shot across the screen, and I went, "Wait, what? <laughs> no idea. I had no idea, man. You know what? I would have liked this movie a little bit better if the three leads were Walter Koenig, James Doohan, and who? George Takei and George Takei. Yeah, it could. It couldn't be Shatner. Certainly not. No, no. he would not. He would not let himself again be directed by Leonard Nimoy. Twice was enough. <laughs> As far as Shatner tells it. Maybe he can play the Nancy Travis part. (laughs) He'd probably do a better English accent than Nancy Travis. It's possible. It's more studied. Is she the worst actress in the world? (laughs) (laughs) She really might be. be. It's so bad. (laughs) All right, wait. Who's worse, Nancy Travis or Andy McDowell? (sighs) Travis. Travis. It's Nancy Travis. Travis. (laughs) I mean, also mailed this joke to four minutes ago. Oh, my, a baby. Joke received. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like when you try to doctor an email at work, you change the timestamp. You do that? No. <laughs> he said with his face turning the color of a beat. Uh, so for those of you who don't remember, this is the movie where three idiots... Uh, well, mostly two idiots for the majority of the Yeah, years, mostly it's two idiots. Take care of a baby in... Arguably comical ways, I guess, is the best way to describe it. It's, of course, Ted Danson, Steve Gutenberg, and the mustachioed Tom Selleck. The only way to look at Tom Selleck. I mean, it's, it's hypnotizing, really. It is hypnotizing. It is, it is beautiful. It's a, it's a vortex of handsome. And uh, honestly, <laughs> Tom Selleck is made out of granite in this movie. I don't know <laughs> what he was doing. I don't know, but he was doing it right. And he was doing it every day. <laughs> For at least 45 to 60 minutes a day. There's, a, there's that scene where he's on that rowing machine, and I'm like, that thing would be outlawed today. Like, <laughs> know about actual like weightlifting and whatever, it's just like this real contraption that he's using. Oh, yeah. Well, compared to the one you see like Kevin Spacey use in uh, yes. uh, yeah. the, the House, of Cards. House of Cards there, 
Like that thing looks like, yeah, that's a rope. This thing is like you could kill yourself on it. There's like rotten wood splintering <laughs> off this thing. It's the kind that like the kids in Final Destination still have in their house for some reason. <laughs> it would kill someone it in a could, Final it, Destination. It, it could movie. go that way very easily. I'm saying yeah, the the specter of death would have a real fun time killing a teenager with this. Ooh, I'm going to use that, and I'm going to use that, and I'm going to use that. <laughs> the Reaper's wish list. That's a great fucking deleted scene. It's like Tony. Todd going in someone's house, like rubbing his hands, like, oh man, an old microwave? That's pretty awesome. He's got a little moleskin with him. He's just <laughs> petting it out. Research. <laughs> Reap search. Right. So, um, yeah, we open up with uh, the first of two Miami Sound Machine songs. We, uh, what, what movie <laughs> can you recall? That starts with a montage about fucking. Because <laughs> that's, it's like yeah. three men and a baby, and then it's just them seeing ladies to the door mm-hmm. for a long time. Because that's a long Miami Sound Machine song. In the midst of Steve Gutenberg and the mural. Oh my God. Painting a mural in the vestibule of your apartment. And I assume we're going to talk a lot about the New York State, you know, real estate market in oh, this sure. episode. Of course we are. Uh, but number one on it, I don't think you get to do that unless you own the condo. Yeah, but they might own this they condo. Have to own if they own the condo, then it makes this even worse than I originally thought. The Koch brothers couldn't own this condo. <laughs> they couldn't. Okay. They absolutely couldn't. They'd be on a waiting list to get this condo. You're totally right. They'd have to borrow from the bank to own this condo. And let's let's we we I don't think you can talk about this movie without first talking about the apartment. So let's also preface this whole thing with Tom Selleck is, I guess, a pretty successful architect. Sure. Steve Gutenberg is a newly successful animator. Uh, He's just like landed a comic strip. Oh, cartoon strips. Right, right, right. And 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 Ted Danson is like a B actor. Like he's doing a TV movie. He hasn't quite broken yet. He's done well. He's done. A, it seems like he's done a bunch of commercials that you know. And you yes. can make up. You can make some pretty penny making doing good commercials. Or oh yeah, the can you hear me now guy doesn't have to work he's, anymore. He's making a living off of acting. Time to make the donuts was buried in a golden coffin. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mr. Time to Make the Donuts, whoever he was. Yeah, he was actually an Asian Egyptian. He's <laughs> no one knew that he was Egyptian, and he he's in a cat. He's in a sarcophagus right now with a bunch of mummified cats mm-hmm. alongside him to take into the afterlife. Yes, all of his riches. <laughs> no, Little Caesar's going to be you know buried with a bunch of gold. Why would you bury a cartoon and the Noid too? You put them all in one. The Noid's definitely going to be buried in the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the cold, cold ground. <laughs> Tom Waits is playing. So, all right. The point is, though, like, whatever their success rate is, it's not at the level of living in a place like this. No. no. It's, it's, it, this place, it's enormous. It's got ballrooms. It's got a solarium. There's, like, an area that they walk through back and forth that is, like, this tunnel of light. And I just don't understand it. It's they so got a billiards parlor, too. Oh, yeah. There's a straight-up pool room complete with a jukebox. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is, like, when they're doing these long tracking shots of them running through the apartment trying to take care of this baby, the apartment is so big that you start thinking, like, this shot is going on too long. Yeah. But it's just one unbroken movement through this huge palace. It's like watching the kid go around in the little bicycle in The Shining. <laughs> like, it's just... 
It's so it's all these corners. You're just like, this can't be this big. And it's definitely it's the penthouse apartment. It's also, of course, an apartment. And this is how you know you made it in New York when you have your own elevator stop that lets you off at the apartment. Oh, it's the, they're in the penthouse. Man. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. It. And yeah, I don't think you can be painted in the because they are answering to some snooty landlady. So I, yes, I feel like this mural that he's making, which by the way. Uh, when this show started four years ago, Chris, Eric, and I lived together, and I, and I always campaigned to have a mural of the <laughs> three of us. I remember your clipboard. Yeah. This is a Best Buds mural. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a Best Buds mural. It's the three of them. They're, they're painted in, in evening wear, yeah. like it's some sort yeah. of New Year's Eve ball or something like that. Oh, they're like going to be on Broadway. They look like they're about to do the kick line. Yeah, totally. It's a real, uh, you know, like 1930s musical poster is what we're going for here. Yeah, it's it's, an, it's a Hirschfeld, and it's just it's really bizarre to have. Like, I would be turned off by this. Like, if, I, if oh, yeah. I'm if I'm a lady, which you know, there's nothing but a line of like, you know, hey, look, I'm gonna hook up with Tom Selleck. He's good looking, dude. Sure, I go up there, and there's a mural of him, and I'm like, you know what? No, this is because uh... the other thing that that says too is that we have no intention of ever not living together. <laughs> yep. yep, you know what I mean. There, there's no one in that apartment who's like. This is great for now, but yeah. eventually, maybe just one of us will live here. Yeah. I can't wait to get my own penthouse apartment. <laughs> you know, it's just like we're in it for the long haul. But I just imagine it's fucking like Steven, Steve Gutenberg is the last one there, <laughs> and he does get a family. And like whenever his you know wife's friends come in, he has to explain this mural to him. I and- feel, no, because if you're the last one there, you're painting over it. You have to paint over it. I, just, I feel like, but it's his art. He's doing it. So I feel like he's, he's going to want to show it. off a little. He doesn't mm. want, you know. Or maybe he carves it out of the wall and puts it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's also on, like, the elevator door, kind of, or at least, like, close yeah. enough to it that I think, yeah, you're right. That lady, the landlady, like, would have something to say about the situation. A lot to say about it. <laughs> so we're Miami Sound Machine, and you're seeing this mural. You're seeing, like, it's the bad tr- boys. Not do that tango, which we'll get to. Don't yeah. worry about it. And, you know, we're leaving this, like, trail of tears. Like, these <laughs> ladies just leaving this apartment. Wafts of sex. and every, like the, the weird thing about these guys, and, hey, they need to be 15 years younger to make sense. Yep, that they yeah. would live together, that they would want to live together, that they're, yeah. like, they're all in their mid to late 30s, if not early 40s. It makes no sense. Yeah. How is not at least one of them, like, I'm tired of living here? <laughs> I guess if you have that sweet of a pad, you put up with it. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. It's so big. They just barely see each other. <laughs> it's like, are you home? Home, home? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the, what they're doing is like, are you having sex? Sex? <laughs> oh my god, I'm going outside your window and smell it because everyone's all over like, oh, would you fuck last night? Because they're all like looking at each other, giving yep. wings, high and fives, and oh, they're, yeah. they're like kind of ranking who's coming in and out of this place. It's <laughs> fucking twisted. There's also one moment of like, I'm about to have her, but I'll gift her to you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, <laughs> what's happening here? I don't think so, gentle family comedy. Yeah, I definitely think one of them is Steve Gutenberg, like, okay, the Rams, you know, beat the spread here, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Also, at the beginning of this movie, and in one other scene, uh, Tom Selleck, I believe it's Tom Selleck, yes, Tom Selleck is wearing, if it's not the exact, it's a very close, uh, uh, similar-looking shirt, that Alec Baldwin wears in Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like yes, the black yes. and the black and white checker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
it looks really close. And I was like, it's the Beetlejuice shirt. <laughs> That's where I was while watching this. So, yeah, we're all like just fucking each other and fucking around. And like, definitely you're like people are fucking on the couch when you're coming home. Right. Like that. It, it's that much of a sex apartment. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking and it's on just the pool table. And everyone's like, oh, cool, bro. Whatever. I'm just putting the eggs in the fridge. Don't mind me. <laughs> I picked up some milk and toilet paper, too. <laughs> That's going great, though. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm 41 years old. Talk to you later. Good form. <laughs> yeah. A woman has died in this apartment, right? Like 100%. Yep. Yeah, oh, the, an overdose, I believe. Yeah, yeah, just like, what do we do? How do we get rid of her? Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of strategizing about how we're going to handle the situation. Mm -hmm. They don't call her Kathy. They call her the situation in the other room. Oh, my God. What if they walled her up and then painted a mural of them dancing over her grave? <laughs> They're literally dancing on the grave mm -hmm. for eternity? Well, it makes sense because it happened while they were passing her around to each other, so... <laughs> They can't they recall are all into it together. So yeah, they can't recall who was actually responsible for laying the death blow. <laughs> so then we cut to it's Tom Selleck's birthday party, and it's an it's a nondescript birthday party. It better be a big one. Like if he's oh, doing yeah. this every year, I'm not going to it. I think he's turning fifty. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. This is an extravagant ass birthday party. They've got help mm -hmm. yep. there's hired help catering and passing out things in the ballroom because this apartment's so big <laughs> there there's like a hundred people at least and you know steve gutenberg's got a nice 1980s box camera and it's you know <laughs> it's a party so he's walking and talking to everybody getting a little bit of exposition out of the way oh he's yeah. doing the lifestyles of the rich and oh. oh my god he's trying to do a robin leach impression and it's backfiring from syllable syllable one man. however he's correct because this is a place that could only be owned by the rich and famous yeah oh no i think robin leach was actually there at one <laughs> point also his his robin leach impression bad as it might be is still better than nancy travis doing a british accent in this yes. 100 oh, yeah absolutely she might be the worst actress of all time <laughs> maybe possible and one of the things that comes out here and like the beginning of this movie is one movie when the baby shows up it's another movie when the heroine shows up it's another movie <laughs> and then it kind of ends one of the balls that gets dropped here is that Tom Selleck has this girlfriend. It's a weird open relationship. They're all yeah. cool with it. It's uh, uh, David Tellum from <laughs> Independence Day. She is. And something, maybe. Yeah. She's good. I, I actually like her. And stuff. She is good. Yeah. She good. shows up. Um, but they're like she goes uh, gutenberg goes up to her and like she's kind of the brassy one like everybody she's friends with everybody she grabs gutenberg's dick in this scene uh -huh. because oh, that's yeah. all that's going on because yep. he, like he's like oh why do you why are you dating my best friend and roommate even though you're <laughs> 49 years old and like she's like he's got a great and like grabs it and he's like oh that's why succinct answer <laughs> I just came on camera. <laughs> Is he, this a family movie? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Who could possibly pay attention? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to whip it out. Ted Danson is a whole other can of worms. Oh, in this man. Movie. This guy's a creep and a half. <laughs> Gutenberg is a creep, though. Yeah. So, like, during this party scene, there's one point where, like, there's some girl, like, sad about something mm -hmm. in uh. a bedroom. And he's, like... In his bedroom. In Gutenberg's bedroom. In his bedroom. And it's, like, you want to talk to my cartoon tiger puppet and tell him all your problems? A lot of sass, this... Uh... The only thing... We don't know much about this comic strip that he does, but apparently he 
does a comic strip about a cat that talks like a, a stereotypical black guy. Which, why, if you have a comic strip, are you giving it a voice at all? Yeah, exactly. and it's, it's just a and he's been puppet. working on it. Yeah, like, he's, he's clearly been working on this voice. Yeah, yeah, he to has. do with this hand puppet. But it's like it's like, hey, baby, why don't you talk to this here hand puppet and see see if he can't make you dry those tears? You think he's been doing some pitch for like PBS or <laughs> I think like it might Nickelodeon. be a thing where he's like, if I give it a voice, yeah, if yeah. I make this puppet from scratch. <laughs> I can prove to the network that it might be a viable cartoon or something like that. Yeah, like, I think that's where he's going with he's it. Like, oh, well, you know what? All right, Garfield kind of talks like uh, Bill Murray, Saturday Night Live. So, oh, my God, talk like Garrett Morris. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo, it's Garrett Morris's birthday. <laughs> Greatest rando joke on The Simpsons ever. And, like, yeah, he's like, he's. He's the sensitive one, so he's like trying to talk her out of it, but still trying. Like, this woman's sobbing on his bed, and he's still thinking he's gonna close oh that's what it is she's upset because like she broke up with her boyfriend yeah and he's like oh really and so like in him trying to be charming and like you know emotional and sweet and understanding it totally backfires because she's like you're right i should get back with him can i call him from your phone and invite him to the party and he's like looking at the puppet like I guess so, baby. You're just guess like it's just Ew. me and you tonight. Yeah, I guess you're jerking me <laughs> off again, Tiger Puppet. Another night for me and rags. Me and cools tonight. Oh, cools the tiger, whatever it is. <laughs> Johnny yes. Cool. Oh, Steve, this is getting sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's gonna get cut. <laughs> <laughs> There's also um. Tom Selleck, one of the rooms is his tape room, which is just sports event, old sports events on it's, tape. It's the highlights room. <laughs> like, I didn't understand what was happening at first because I had never seen this first one. I've seen the second one yeah. before, and I was like trying to figure out what they all did. Yeah. You know, and I was like, wait a second. Is he like a retired professional athlete? Because he's talking like he's making all of yeah. his friends rewatch a baseball play like yeah. over and over and over again. And I was like, oh, so he's like Ted Danson was in Cheers, I yeah. guess. Like, that's what's happening. But it turns out he's an architect. So, like, what is this room for? He's got thousands of tapes. And you're telling me none of them have sex on them? Incorrect. Oh, no. There's a yeah. whole wall. It's a wall. Like, everything's labeled and it's like NFL, you know. 1980 to 1985 yeah. things like that mlb you know the 86 season and then it's just a big question mark on an index card and it's put on the bookshelf like i don't know what's on these tapes it's the mystery section <laughs> no it's the it's the john madden's greatest hits <laughs> and you pull it and then yeah. the next shelf comes out oh yeah <laughs> yeah because no one would want to watch john madden's <laughs> greatest hits it's all the jokes that he's told all the years <laughs> all the flubs yeah so th I mean that's that's like the party that's how we're introduced to all of these people and then it's like a next morning we're hungover we're letting we're letting whoever stayed over well, out of the house. The only plot point is Ted Danson gets pulled aside by his friend who's like this director who's oh, done yeah. commercials is yeah. like, hey man, I got a package coming in a couple of days, but I'll be out of town. I told them to leave it at your place, and Danson's like, yeah, sure, no problem, man. He's like, it's a package and it's real delicate. So immediately. 
I'm like, oh, so you're drugs, right? We're yeah, doing drugs. It's totally drugs. drugs. And I need to know what kind of drugs they are, how much, what denomination, and I can say yes or no, thank you. Like, exactly. And maybe we should be having this conversation in my room and not necessarily in this huge hallway where there's everybody around. But it was 1987, man. They're in a Manhattan penthouse apartment. There was probably five other similar oh, conversations see, happening. The thing is, is they were in the aquarium part of the <laughs> penthouse. So yeah. yeah, they probably were okay. No, exactly. It was just in different wings. You didn't see what was going on. Sure. But it's heroin. And like, yeah, it's dude, the that's... biggest one of all. Like, you know what? My, my buddy's got a, got a gram of weed. You know, fine. I'll hold on to it for yes. a couple of days. Sure. Yes. This is serious time. Yeah. It's, it's outrageous that he tries to dupe Ted Danson like this. Like, specify. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's on Ted Danson. It's on Ted Danson. Absolutely. You, you have to know, you know, to ask the right questions in this kind of situation. Anybody says a package, like... You know it's bad news, and it's a delicate thing. Don't open it. Like, yeah, it's either somebody's head or it's drugs. <laughs> also, Ted Danson, you've worked with this commercial director before. You know what a scumbag mm-hmm. he is. He looks like a scumbag. Mm-hmm. You've probably blown lines off his neckline. <laughs> or actually, third option there: it's somebody's head, it's drugs, or it's a spooky idol, and you don't want it to be a spooky idol. No, no, but man, I wish it was for the sake of this movie. <laughs> Way better movie. Oh no, I shouldn't have opened the cursed idol. <laughs> oh no, or you get like a vice versa thing. Oh yeah, he swaps he with swaps a baby with yeah. Steve Gutenberg, and oh no. Well, that's the thing; they're all kind of the same person. So, like, you if all three of them swapped, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Well, no, because <laughs> Selick is, and this I think goes to the sports thing: is that like he's the manliest man that ever manned. On, oh yeah, on the planet, man. You see well, the way he jogs in the street. In this he jogs movie? in the street, and he picks up a lady jogging on the street in the beginning montage. It's unbelievable. He's like a magnet. And Steve Gutenberg is not the manliest man that ever no, manned. No, that's true. Ever. He's kind of a weird child with his little cartoons. He says to that woman uh, that he's trying to uh, have the three-way with uh, him, her, and that tiger puppet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's something Because when the ex-boyfriend's brought up, he says something about, like, there's no better way to forget a lover than to dance with a stranger. And I was like, you're gross. <laughs> you you're... just tossed this one right out the door. <laughs> you ruined that whole thing with that line. I think I just went sterile. It was disgusting. Dance with this. What are you, Jack Palace? <laughs> Jack Palance might have been able to pull that one off, but that's because you're always a little afraid of Jack Palance. No one's a little afraid of Steve Gutenberg. Hey, honey, <laughs> why don't you drop that loser and try dancing with a stranger? Oh, my God, I guess I have to. I don't want him to eat my soul. <laughs> so, all right, so, yeah, the package part is set up. So next morning... We get the doorbell ringing. And Ted Danson goes to Turkey, by the way. He's shooting a B-movie. TV movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. At, the end, at the end of the night, they're all just drinking like red wine together. Like, oh, wait. yeah, We keep coming back to this party. You can't escape it because there's another part <laughs> where one of them, I think it's 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 Selick. Because yeah. Selick, has the, he's got the on and uh, off again relationship with the lady. With what's-her-face. And she's going to stay over. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> Gutenberg's bumming that, like, he creeped this lady out to the point where she left. <laughs> And I used the Palance line. I thought it was going to work. <laughs> and Tom Selleck's like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to tell David Tellum to go home. Oh, okay. no, it's dancing. This is dancing. Oh, is it dancing? This is dancing. He's, he's, got, his, what, he's got like some stewardess oh. named Barbara because it's the 80s. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah you're right. I'm going to go tell her to hit the bricks. The three of us. 
we'll just hunker down here, split this bottle of wine, just make it a real guy's <laughs> place, <laughs> play some pool, see what happens on the pool table later. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. There's so much lotion in this apartment. Like, cause come on. There's lotion. There's a whole lot of aftershave, like competing aftershave yeah. smells, like walking into an Aero Pastel. <laughs> they got all sorts of colognes all over that store. A lot of Sade posters. <laughs> Everything vaguely smells of like finely finished mahogany. And Danson has this, a series of kimonos. <laughs> That he has to wear. I don't know what he's just do- around the house. I think it's an easy access to like whip it out. Yeah, like he never knows when he's going to need to whip it out in a moment's notice. Oh no, I understand why he has them. <laughs> My confusion is just like how many can you own? <laughs> how many can fit in your closet? But really? Just- to that, Ted Danson says, "Try me." <laughs> Just try me, Chris. Just see what a B movie in Turkey gets you. <laughs> so he goes to Turkey. Uh, I think Guten. Oh uh, no, Selleck wakes up because Selleck's kind of the main character here. He, yeah. he, at this point, he was. They kind of do rank. It's like two movie stars at a TV star is kind of how this movie works out. Yeah, because yeah. it's like Selleck is obviously the number one draw. He was almost Indiana Jones, <laughs> um, famously. <laughs> Uh, and Gutenberg, you know, Police Academy, all that stuff. So he's like the number two. We've and had Cocoon at this point, by the yeah. way. Exactly. And he's like the comic relief. Like, he's the dopiest one. And then Danson comes in. They're like, I don't know if I trust this fucking TV actor to be in my movie. <laughs> Send him to Turkey for like an hour. <laughs> Even though it was like the biggest TV show yeah. of all time by then. Like, 87 Cheers was in full swing. But what are you going to do? So... Uh, Selleck goes for a jog one morning, his usual like bib pickup route that he yeah. jogs. Because also they live on Central Park South. Because of course, yeah. don't worry, they're doing just fine. <laughs> and then like Gutenberg gets out of the shower. There's the knock at the door, and then here we are finally after this weird twenty minute sex montage. Uh, the baby is dropped off at the door. Yeah, we know the three men. Here's the baby, and these guys. It then begins like the headache. The, this now begins your headache. The remaining 75 minutes of them treating a baby like it's an alien. Like, it's so, like, they refuse to touch it. Like, ew, baby. You're germ. 40 years old. You have a friend who's had a baby. Yes. You've gone to visit them and see yep. the baby. You've held the baby yes, on the couch because yes, they've yes. asked you to do it. Dude, dude, yeah. You've had it done multiple times. Yeah. Sure. I'm thinking of where we are right now. I've had about three or four meet the babies at this point. Uh-huh. These guys have had at least tripled that because it's three times the firepower. They're rich and powerful. And they're in their 40s. Yeah. To be fair, though, I'm not sure because this is a sex cult. Okay. They, they don't have. They don't, <laughs> they don't believe in ages. It's they true. don't believe in ages. They don't like have friends with. Ba- they're the creepy guys. There's that, there's that really hilarious. <laughs> Is that really hilarious line? It's like some other actor. It's the party, and it's like David Tellum from Independence Day is walking across, and some other guy goes up to Gutenberg. He's like, "Oh, is she still with Selleck?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, well, she no, it's Selleck. It's Selleck. Selleck. Yeah, Selleck is playing this." Yeah, he's like, "He's like, oh, are you guys still together?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, we're kind of in an on again, off again thing." And she's like, "He's like, oh man, she's looking sexier than ever." <laughs> Ew. Ew. And that, that's totally like in this sex cult, that the, the sex circles they travel in, you could say somebody's girlfriend looks sexier than ever. Yep. Oh, and, and he's like, and it's not like a what the hell? It's like a 
thanks, man. And you I, got it, dude. I don't want to get too dragged in back to the party, but there is another line. Just when I thought I was out, <laughs> they pull this back in. Oh, she's looking sexier than ever. Ted Danson is talking <laughs> to his lady, and he's like, oh, my God, why didn't I recognize you? And she's like, oh, because I have clothes on this time. Oh, man. <laughs> Sex cult. <laughs> Sex Cult and a Baby is the name of this movie. All three of these guys, not at the same time, have taken a cab up county for an eyes wide shut party. Yep, absolutely. 110%. They've seen the teenage prostitute get her throat cut. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think the, the point is I don't think that they have been invited to meet many children. Because the other part of it is they clearly are like, well, this baby can't be part of the sex cult. Yeah. Like, you can't get into that apartment unless you're of age. This is in Serbian film. You don't get to do that. <laughs> no, no, no. And, like, you know, their friends that would have had a child. Like, oh, I'm not going to bring Gutenberg over here. I, that part of my life's over with, okay? I'm not calling that guy ever again. Yeah, I, I have escaped. a daughter now. <laughs> I escaped Jonestown with my <laughs> life in my hands. I'm not going back to that shit. You know how long it took me to fix my credit after that? <laughs> oh, my God. You get Selick in here? No way. No fucking way. That guy's built like a fucking brick shit house. He'll drag us all back into sex cult, whether we like it or not. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> I just said this Tom Selick, like, doing Mar- Martha Marcy May Marlene. Oh, absolutely. Calling them in the middle of the night. <laughs> Just trying to check in, see how your life's going. Uh, there's chores. <laughs> you haven't done your chores. So Selleck comes home from this run, and it's like, there's a baby here now. And it's just, it's really the next 20 minutes is like, let's comically figure out what to do with this alien thing. I don't want to touch it. Why don't you touch it? It's going to give me AIDS. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what? They can't touch the baby? You know what also... For the amount of money they must be paying for this apartment, get a fucking doorman downstairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sign in. You got to sign in, pal. That's what makes no sense. How did this baby get up here? It's not like it was in a like a box. Yeah. You know? It's in a bassinet, like a 1920 bassinet. And Nancy Travis is not fooling anybody. <laughs> She's one of the what, worst actresses ever. Whatever line of shit. She yeah. fed to the f- person downstairs. There had to be somebody. Yeah. She just goes, oh, I'm dropping my baby off upstairs. And then the doorman went, well, that's not a real English accent. <laughs> Who is this woman? It's unbelievable at all. Yeah, it doesn't look like you've been sweeping chimneys. <laughs> but you know what? I just realized why everyone's allowed, drug dealers are allowed up, because they have a deal with the doorman. Like, hey, man. No questions asked. Anybody goes up there. And yep. You don't. You didn't see nothing. You don't know nothing. And you know I, what? Leave it to us to send them back down. <laughs> exactly. And and this, <laughs> the, the, the doorman is just like reading the post, and this lady with the babies comes like, "Oh Lord, not a baby." <laughs> they are escalating. Just keep thinking about the Christmas bonus. <laughs> just keep thinking about the big new video game for Arthur Junior. Yeah, that big tip at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has to be. How could? How else could you go up to the penthouse with a baby? How else could two drug dealers go in and out of this building like they fucking own it? Oh, how much did it cost me to turn my head this time? <laughs> not a baby. Oh, Lord, not a baby. He just goes home every night and he does the Russian roulette thing. <laughs> just one. He just does it once. Yeah, sure. Spins it and shoots and that's it. Another day. <laughs> <laughs> I, they've got to move out sooner than later. They're older guys now. 
What? So the heroine gets dropped off like at the same time. Well, the, the landlady brings it. So like the baby and, we're, you know, it's, it's all fucking look who's talking garbage where we're all like, oh, my God, what do I do? And farting yeah. and like yeah. all that. In the middle of this, um, Selleck breaks off to go grab uh, diapers and, and baby supplies and he leaves Gutenberg and we're left with Steve Gutenberg also <laughs> uh, to do his best move. And like the landlady comes in. She's like, oh, here's this package. And he's so flustered with the baby. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. It's a little purple box. It looks like a jewelry box almost that they that they give him. Yeah. But he's a brick. I mean, it could hold a brick. Well, that's the thing. It's not. It's baggied heroin, which I found very weird. Like, this is not how you transport drugs. You usually get it a solid something or Get it in a thing, and then it's the the slinger's job to put that in the baggies. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why it's pre-baggied heroin. I wouldn't trust that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> I, I not in the skag trade, Chris? No, I haven't been... <laughs> as it turns out, no. I haven't pushed too much horse in my day. <laughs> I just pictured a little cartoon picture of you trying to push, like, an actual horse. I don't know why. That's, that's how I entertain myself. Of course. So that's, like, the thing, and it's... it's I mean, this was uh, based on a French farce, yeah. and this, this, is, this is the most it gets. It's like, oh, the package is coming, and they're like... He said a package was coming. Oh my god! Like yes. Ted Dan's instructions were: a package is coming for me. Uh, it's for my friend. Don't worry about it. Just leave it alone. It's a very delicate situation for two or three days. Someone will pick it up on Friday. Yep. So that's kind of the thing. It's like mon dieu, a package, and then like running around, <laughs> un bebe, you know, running. I've never been so happy to cut to Tom Selleck shopping at like. A Walmart. Type. Yeah. What's What's insane about this is he's like, I'm gonna go run around the corner to get baby supplies. He says the market, by the way, which yeah. I just find hilarious. <laughs> but he runs into a grocery store that does not exist on the island of Manhattan. This isn't key food. It's you, gigantic. This grocery store. You know where this grocery store exists? Toronto. For two yeah. reasons. <laughs> One, that's where they filmed, and two, Dave Foley is a busboy. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. stocking shelves, and he's like. Oh, hey, I think uh, the baby formula is around the corner. Dave Foley in this movie. <laughs> is blinking, you miss it, but it's Dave Here Foley. Here we are in New York, eh? <laughs> like, there's no, there's, this place is enormous. This it's, couldn't exist. Yeah. It's the biggest grocery store I've ever seen in my life. It's like a Sam's Club or like a Costco, like one of these like big box yeah. retail stores. And he's just going, it's like. The lady who's helping him select all this stuff, you know, she's like, well, what do you need for your baby? And he's like, well, I need food. Well, what kind of food? I don't know. And she's like, you've never done this before. First kid, huh? And you're like, okay, I can see that. But then it's like, how old's your baby? And he's like, uh, right there, call the police. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because if it's one thing like new parents love doing, yeah. it's like, well, he's just six months old. He's seven months old. He's seven and a half months old. He's seven and three quarters months old. Two days and four hours. Yeah, oh. they they know that shit like the yeah. back of their hand. You see a dude like, um, <laughs> call the police. <laughs> call the if he can't sling that shit off to you in half a second, call the police. And so she's like, he does the like he's measuring the size of a sandwich yeah. that he wants. He's like, uh, the baby's this old, and just like puts <laughs> his hands apart. No, no. no. So crazy. So he alarms. buys red uh, alarms should yeah. be going off. But the, so then it's like I'm just gonna buy all these fucking th you know. And he like starts putting all. Well, he's these a millionaire. He it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. When he comes home, you clearly see it doesn't matter. Like the shit that's falling out of this bag, it's like five hundred dollars worth of baby supplies. Well, the funny thing is, it's actually the, to me one of the best lines in the movie is like, they do all this diaper shit, 
and it's like, oh, Tom Selleck, it's your turn. He's like, I'll give you $1,000 if you change that baby. <laughs> and he's got it like that, yeah. baby. Yeah, no, that's not a joke. He's being completely serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while that's happening, the landlady leaves, and we're left with Steve Gutenberg trying to, like, entertain this child. Big old quotes around that entertain. <laughs> Yeah, because you're certainly not entertaining me, the audience. (laughs) It's just like he's singing to it. He's telling it jokes. He's like, let's watch TV. And, of course, Dr. Ruth comes on because it's 1987. And she says penis, so we have to turn it off. You can't hear that. I was like, what are you, stupid? That baby baby doesn't understand. And you can just picture, like, the audience at the time. Well, it's three in italicized men. This, the, 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 I think the poster, you know, like, you know, you, you'll believe a man could fly. Fucking 19, 1979. This is like, it was like, oh, man. Oh, could you imagine three men and a baby? What are they going to do with it? <laughs> you'll, oh, my God. How are they going to change a diaper? They don't know how to change a diaper. Oh my god. You'll be able to believe three millionaires can raise one child. <laughs> yeah. By the way, here's the solution, you rich bastards. Yeah. Hire somebody. Exactly. Just hire an agency. Because <laughs> it just goes on and on. It's like, oh no, she's going to get sick. Oh, that's hilarious. And How is it that nobody gets directly pissed on in this movie? <laughs> Or vomited. There's one part where it's like something, something, and they'll throw up on you. I want like Steve Gutenberg exorcist face to just like baby formula all over that mug. Well, Tom Selleck definitely gets pissed on. It It's like a straight like pissing on the table, though. Yeah. I want a like I'm holding oh, the in baby. The face. Yeah, okay. I'm holding the baby in my arms or yeah, like above my head. And I got pissed in the face. <laughs> I want that to happen in this movie. The poster is him getting pissed on, actually. Is it? Yeah, it's like they're all holding a baby and they're looking cute. And Selleck's like, look at my pants. And it's like urine all over. Oh, I've never looked at it that closely. See, why doesn't that happen in the movie? If it's good enough for the poster. See, you just read it wrong. He was actually pissing himself because he doesn't know how to pick up a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the urine was his. How are you going to pick up that baby? They're just three men. (laughs) Paternity. (laughs) Also... The person who designed like the font and like all the graphics at the beginning that mm. says like three men, <laughs> when you get to all that, it's the same person guaranteed that did the font for Saved by the Bell. Like oh, yeah. it's and, the shittiest like neon and Roger Rabbit. Like all the Roger <laughs> Rabbit, car- it has that big bubble look to it. it oh yeah, you're totally right. It's kind of dancing a little bit. So I mean, they they go through three days of like hell of like you know, and they of course they start to get better at it, and right? Start to and they're human beings, so they're just like, oh, I guess I should actually care for this little baby. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't throw this down the incinerator shaft, <laughs> like was our first instinct, like what Nancy Travis done does essentially. Like, <sighs> I'm gonna save my rage for that woman <laughs> for the end of this discussion. Oh, did, but did we? Hit the fact that it is Ted Danson's. It is. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is Ted Danson's child. Yes, the note one of says, his progeny all it, over New York State. Yeah, you're telling me that's the first time this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's some prequel opportunities here that we're not hearing. Yeah, about. I guess Ted Danson would be the Wilt Chamberlain of this group. <laughs> How with that piece, though? This is a question for you, 1987. How did you get fooled by that toupee? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what are we talking about with that thing? You know what it looks like. That that treehouse of horror where Homer gets Snake's hair transplanted, <laughs> that's what Ted Danson's hair has always looked like to me. It looks 
the cartoon is more realistic. I've always referred to it as the bald eagle. <laughs> Because it's just a symbol to me of Ted Danson. It's not real. It's not, you know. That is the greatest thing in Cheers when they finally just call it out. Like, yes. look, it was a toupee the whole fucking time. All yeah, right, everybody. Totally. Wasn't it for, like, a good, there was, like, a good reason he did it, too? What was the reason Sam does it on the show? Someone's, like, doing something else. Yeah, like, that revealing a secret or something. That they're embarrassed by. Yeah. I, I think it's, a, maybe it's Carla. Yeah, it is Carla who shows. And it's, shows. like, boot, and he pulls it off, and the, and, and America was somehow shocked when that <laughs> no, happened. Well, come on, we didn't have HD back then. You could barely see what was going on. Yeah, I mean, this was—I was watching a, a pretty good-looking cut of this this three men and a baby, yeah. and it's just clear as day, Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. That toupee was not meant for the high-definition generation. So while Ted Danson is off doing his turkey movie, yeah. he, they well, have he's these ma- three- off making hostile. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> So they have these three days, and in the middle of it, uh, one of my favorite parts is um, Rebecca, uh, tell him, David. Yes, the um, Selleck's girlfriend. Selleck's girlfriend comes over, and he just is like, Rebecca, take care of this. Oh, yeah, it's like, well, you're a woman with a vagina and some breasts. Why don't you get on this? And she's like, what are you, stupid? I have a date with this hilarious Croatian cellist over here. <laughs> Please, come on now. This guy is a real Balky Bartakamus cartoon. Oh. It's outrageous. Like she comes over, like, what's the what? You know, what was the big emergency? I have a date with a symphonic cellist over here. Like, what's going on? And he's like, uh, "Here's a baby," and she's like, she laughs in his face, basically, like, "Take care of this, not my issue," kind of a thing. <laughs> the doorman's like, "Oh man, a, a man and a woman in that big suitcase. Lord knows what's in that big suitcase. <laughs> what is that cellist gonna be playing up there?" It looks like a cello case, but who knows what's inside it. It might as well be another baby. <laughs> One of those kits. I know they have kits. Is it really that important for me to make my mortgage this year? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is, Joe. It's been a hard couple of years, Joe. <laughs> just, just get through it. You just keep thinking consent in adults. Consent in adults. <laughs> they gotta know what they're doing, right? They gotta just turn around. Look at the Nick game. It's right on your little black and white TV they bought for you. Boy, that was nice of them. You don't even have to buy the post anymore. You can buy the times. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, you know, just basically he's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a man. How am I supposed to change your baby? And she's like, no, you're fucking stupid. Deal with it. <laughs> And it's also awesome because at the same time that's going on, we have to have a, what is this supposed to be, a date? And she's like, "Uh, open relationship. He's like, yeah, for me. You fucked most of this building. But that's totally what's going on here. It's the the old... The old uh, Selleck double standard. Well, that, that's that's the thing is like you would think at the end of this movie, it's about him and her getting together. He like steps steps it up and it's like, look, you know, forget all the women, other women. I only want you. Not really. Not no, I'm pretty sure this is the last. No, she's not she's the got, last like, two scene. More she's scenes got maybe left. one or two more scenes. But they do. There's, she has no arc whatsoever. There's nothing. She just kind of pops in. Essentially tells the cast to go fuck themselves and then leaves yeah. like every single time. I mean, this is kind of like three episodes of a sitcom just kind of mashed together. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, do you think it maybe started as like a we'll try to turn this French movie into a TV show? We already got Ted Danson on board. <laughs> like I love TV. Uh, 
So the guys show up, the, the drug, drug dealers, dealers show up to get the package. And let me tell you something. If two guys who look like these two guys, one of whom is Wilson from Home Improvement, by the way. Yep. Is it, it really? Yes, yeah. the big tall guy. That was Wilson the whole time? It yeah. was Wilson the whole time, wow. dude. Earl whatever his name was. The other guy's on CSI. He's like a million things. I think he plays like brass on CSI. And yeah, he's stuff. a big, big TV yeah, character actor. Yeah. But yeah, the other dude is totally Earl whatever from Home yeah. Improvement. That's Wilson. Amazing. It's crazy. Especially because in Home Improvement, he was all mouth and no face. Yeah. In this movie, he's all face and no mouth because the most he says is, <laughs> He is just the biggest like grunt doofus in this movie. So th- two guys that look like that. Yeah. Show up at your door, and these two idiots give them the baby. No. No. Also, None. what kind of Mickey Mouse drug do They're not taking the baby. They're like, look, we want the fucking whore. A, I'm not doing this in your hallway. I'm coming inside. We're closing the door, and we're going to figure this shit out. Yeah, exactly. It's- I think they're led to believe that the drugs are, like, in the bassinet. Yeah, with the powdered milk or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's what Gutenberg says. It's like, oh, here's the... We, oh, we forgot the powdered milk. And they're like, powdered milk? Ah, now we get it. What an elaborate way to deal drugs. This is new to us. It's like... Ah, so we just have to kill this baby. Yeah, like, what <laughs> drug dealers just take the canister... And get out of there. What are you going to do with this baby afterwards? Like, what is the end game? It makes no sense, but they're, they're gleefully taking this baby. Yeah. Like, well, this is out of the ordinary, but why not? Oh, man. Imagine if they, there will be blood. <laughs> Bastard in a basket. <laughs> this baby just grows up around drug dealers. It's little, literally born into the business. A Pyrex thing blows up one day. Can't hear anymore. <laughs> Yeah, something happens at their grow facility or something. <laughs> My God. And Joe, the, the doorman's like, well, at least it's just two drug. That's fine. Good. Thank God. It's an easy day. Two of age drug dealers. <laughs> Whatever they do up there is fine. But what? They're bringing the baby out. <laughs> oh, They're God. Bring- no. At least the baby's still alive. <laughs> it's, with, it's going home with drug dealers, but it's still alive. So these idiots, because they've pulled up in front of this building, like clearly in a no parking zone, you know, they pull up with this like sports car. Like we can't be screaming we're drug dealers any more than this. (laughs) They try to put the baby in the trunk and like you try that shit in New York, pal. See how far you go. Like it's in broad daylight. Someone's going, hey, hey, you you will be stopped by like seven people immediately. Hey, what's going on here? But it takes a hilarious, obese horse police officer to ride up and be like, say, what's going on here? You're not trying to put that baby in the trunk of that sports car, are you? And they're like, no. And at this point, Selleck's out there trying to steal the baby back. Because they realize, like, oh, my God, the package is the drugs. Right, because they find someone falls over yeah, and, and they, the drugs fall out. Gutenberg, I think, is like he like brings it up that he's like, oh, but the, there was the other package that came right after. Oh, he fi- Tom Selleck finds it like smushed in yeah. the couch cu- yes. cushions is the deal. And Good then job, like, Gutenberg, by the way. Yeah, Top just, Mark's buddy. Yep. And he's like, oh, no, package. And he runs. That's what it is. Yeah. And they fall over. Someone trips on something, and the the baggies all fall out. And he's like, oh, this is even worse than I thought. Selleck does it in the lobby of his fucking tower. And then Joe the doorman's like, oh, now the drugs are just falling out on my turf. This is ridiculous. I'm going to lose my job. I got to talk to these guys. <laughs> this is out of control, Can't Joe. Can that stuff up tight? <laughs> 
tape around the corners. I thought we had a nice agreement here. And I think I've been fairly lenient as to what's been going on in the penthouse. All those times I taught them how to wrap their Christmas presents. <laughs> and they can't even do it this way. So many women went up there and so few left. So many women came up there. So many came down in little baggies in a box. <laughs> so many garbage <laughs> bags came down. So this cop's like, whose baby is this? What's going on here? Also, you double parked. Also, I'm on a horse. <laughs> it's great because like, let me see some ID. And like, you know, the, the guy grabs the powdered milk and they just jet out. He's like, all right, pal. Hey, Selleck with the baby. Let me see some ID. And he's like, well, I got it upstairs. And he starts. I th- really thought this horse was coming upstairs. I, th- I thought. He was bringing a horse into this building because the horse is on the sidewalk. And Tom Selleck's like, don't arrest me. He says, I'm a, cr- I'm not a criminal. I'm an architect. And he's like, just come up to my sweet penthouse. I'll show you. And then the guy's like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. And he starts, he drags the horse yeah. out of frame, like yeah. up onto the sidewalk towards the building. And I was like, you could technically fit a horse in this elevator. Ugh, Joe doesn't need this. <laughs> A fucking horse, really. (laughs) Now that guy's dressed like a cop and there's a horse. (laughs) This is out of control. Uh, You know, you ever see that movie Zoo? (laughs) I like that movie Zoo. Oh, man. I gotta start looking in the one ads. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I'll have to check with the doorman's union, see if they can't place me somewhere else. I don't... I'll do drug dealing. I'll do bringing kids into it. I'm not going to do bestiality. Joe Jr. is just going to have to look for a scholarship. <laughs> That's just going to have to be how it is because I, I, my soul can't take this much longer. So disappointingly, the horse doesn't come upstairs. No. But this cop comes upstairs. And, you know, it's just he like looks at his ID. He's like, all right, you're an American citizen. See you later. <laughs> I don't know if it was like... IDs in 1987 were just this shitty, or like the prop department just yeah. w- was a little behind on the prop making by the time they shot this scene. Because when the cop, like, he gives him the ID and the cop holds it up, it's a piece of paper with like what appears to be a license template on yeah. it. But you can, like, the sunlight is just shining <laughs> through this thin piece of paper. I was like, that's not an identification card. Amazing. Laminate something. And then this detective by played by Philip Bosco shows up and yeah. it's just like he's looking around and this is stupid. Like so you realize you got a bunch of fucking heroin, right? It's 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 a really small it's like a jewel case. You could put that anywhere in that apartment. No one's ever finding it. This apartment's enormous. Yeah. But Gutenberg's like losing his mind. He 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 puts it inside of a diaper and then throws it in the garbage. And I'm like, dude, that's the worst place to Hide it in the solarium. Yes, exactly. Philip Bosco's not going to find it in the solarium. Go to the panic room and close the door, all right? (laughs) There's at least one panic room. What I love when Philip Bosco shows up, too, is he's like, I'm detective so-and-so. And And he turns to the horse cop, and he's like, you can go now, lesser police officer. (laughs) Yeah, it's hilarious. So, yeah, he's, like, snooping around this place, like, ah, yeah, you guys are friends with uh, this so-and-so. And And they're like, oh, it's actually Ted Danson's friend. We've met him a couple times. We think he's a commercial director or something like that. And I kind of hate this because it's Philip Bosco clearly knows that they are in on it, like, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. They have something to do with this, clearly. Yeah. And he just has to act the whole time, like, 
oh, okay, so you're hiding the this thing, you're hiding that, uh, whatever. He like, makes a conscious decision to turn this into a long game, yes. and it doesn't need to be that. Not Just at all. Like, this is why I'm here. Where is it? Because let me tell you, if someone's going to fold, it's Steve Gutenberg. Oh, yeah. yeah. You put some lights on him. <laughs> swinging light bulb. One swinging light bulb's all you need. It's all you need, because he's already got the jitters when this guy <laughs> walks in, because he's been jittered by the horse cop. Threaten the puppet. <laughs> yeah that's all you got to do threaten to rip up the puppet oh no not my longest standing lover <laughs> oh no <laughs> so yeah he just kind of like uselessly searches this apartment it's like okay well uh if you think of anything else like uh where the drugs definitely are in this apartment <laughs> uh here's my phone number and he goes downstairs and he, now he's got like he puts some tails on him you know what i mean there's guys that are gonna follow them all around the city because of this, I mean, like using so much resources for for what? I don't know. Like, how much heroin could be in this small box? Like, what? I don't know. A couple of grand? It, yeah, it doesn't really feel like that much heroin. So no. unless it's like the best heroin of all time, or they know like this heroin's coming from a bigger deal person that they're trying to like infiltrate or whatever, it doesn't seem like we're justifying the resources used maybe here. Maybe fifty grand's worth, and like I get it, it's a lot of money, especially at the time, but like yeah, still in the grand scheme of the heroin trade, seriously, fifty grand ain't much. Ted Danson shows back up, right? Yes, he's and back. they're all pissed at him. And his like, part got cut from the movie. By the way, it's yeah. a great detail failure. I think he went to Turkey to recruit. <laughs> back from another one of his European jobs. Well, there is that hilarious uh, uh, phone call when Philip Bosco is there. Oh, he's yeah. in Turkey, and he's like, I have to shove stuff places. Yeah, he's and talking he... about like bringing home souvenirs or whatever. And the detective hears all of this because like the answering machine picked up, but then Tom Selleck picked up the yeah. phone. That's the technology we're still dealing with here. So like the cop hears this whole conversation, and and yeah, it's <laughs> again because it's a farce. It's yeah. a lot of like, yeah, I'm bringing back a lot of stuff with you guys. I don't know where I'm gonna stuff it through customs. They have the best stuff here. Yeah, and the detective's <laughs> just like, uh huh. Just write all this down. I had them dead to rights before, but yeah. now I definitely have them double dead to rights. Yeah. Turkey, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, Danson comes home. His part got cut. And it's like, uh, here's your baby and go fuck yourself. Yep. Which yep. is fair. It's totally yeah. fair. It's totally fair. And, but there's a weird, like, like uh, that first night, he's like, oh, I have a baby. Okay. And he's not like, eh. You yeah. know, he's like, yeah. ah, fuck. Okay. Okay. Like, all right, you guys, you're totally right. Like, yeah. I'll take this responsibility. But I may have some questions. Yeah. And they're like, good night, Ted Danson. <laughs> and he's like, all right, simple question. Like, where did you maybe put the diapers? <laughs> good night, Ted Danson. <laughs> and the two of them are like walking away with their backs to him. But seriously, this, this baby's turning blue. Like, I don't know what to do. And I, good night, Ted Danson. Yeah. <laughs> like, it can't stay underwater. It can't stay underwater, you're telling me. <laughs> That would be great if there's a scene where Ted Danson's doing uh, that contemplation from this season's Homeland. <laughs> the beginning of that, Claire Danes is just looking at that baby in the tub like, hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about my, uh, A Beautiful Mind. Oh, there's also that. <laughs> that many a, drowned babies. Yeah, so many drowned babies to choose but from. Thankfully not. Uh, <laughs> well, it would be a dark turn for the Stooges if that's uh, the way this movie went. So then, I yeah, I mean, like, basically, they're all falling in love with her, right? Like, yes. I mean, they give Ted Danson a little bit of shit, but then they're all like, this is when it's so confusing because, like, there was this big heroin standoff 
in the middle of this, their landlady gets tied up by these heroin yeah. dealers. Oh, yeah. And they, they come s- back and they, they trash the place. Savage the apartment. And they mess with his tapes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Selleck is a little too concerned that these tapes got messed with. And that's when I was like, this goes beyond pornography. Yeah. We're talking some snuff films here. Yep. He's really upset that someone handled his tapes. That one time he closed on Shannon Tweed. <laughs> Who knows, who knows what they took or what they popped in while they were here? Yep. He's a little too upset for these to be ALF reruns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Larry Bird's greatest moments. No, 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 no. Oh, it's, man. It's great. And, but, but like, it's, it's amazing because so much of this movie, it just goes away conveniently. Like, yeah. this landlady got tied up by fucking drug dealers. Yep. Guess what? You lost your lease. Yep. Totally. What's going on here? I want the police called. I don't even know how they get out of it. No, they, they, She's they, they just, just cut. Like, they're doing something where it's like, they're like, oh, but the baby's safe. And they're all like talking about like something to do with the baby. And she's like, uh, fellas, I'm still hogtied on the floor. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, you're still here. Shrew. <laughs> and she's kind of fine with it. She's That's so, she's so with totally it. okay with it. She's like, who are those friends of yours? You guys are quite the party Ooh, animals. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> hey, uh, when you get a chance at untie me, could you find my ring finger? <laughs> they were playing hardball for a little while. <laughs> they said they were going to put it in your toaster. I hope it's not in there, but could you check? What an afternoon. <laughs> it's wait, so wait strange. Wait I tell my husband about this. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, but then after that happens... It just goes away. Yep. And, and we've got this we're being three dads montage. We're singing old doo-wop songs. You know, we're in the park. Well, this is after. And this is actually my problem. One of my bigger problems with this heroin plot <laughs> is that they do. They, you know, they um, they call her back. They call back. And like, they're like, you got to get like Ted Danson is a perfect dad, actually, by the way. Yeah. Within the first night, he gets it. Yeah. Whereas it took these idiots three days. <laughs> Ted Danson is a natural. I think it's because he calls his mother over, played by Celeste Holm, and he's like, so you want to take this baby off my hands? And she's like, I would love to. But of course not, because (laughs) you need to be responsible for this child. You're 42 years old, and this is the best thing that could have happened to you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he's like, well, all right then. And then Celeste Holm's like, well, all right, movie. Thanks for having me, because she's just gone. One scene, done with. Goodbye, shitty son. Goodbye, Leonard Nimoy. Goodbye, Celeste. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> Thank Lovely you for having you. The <laughs> Welcome cosmic, to my movie. The cosmic dance continues. <laughs> well, I was going to say because the the heroin deal does go on. It, they come back almost immediately. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I, the, the daddy montage com- happens later, which we'll talk about in a minute. Oh man! But they do like they. The trio finds out that they're being tailed by Bosco because, of course, he knew it was all a bunch of bunk. Yeah. But <laughs> so they have this plan. They decide they're so annoyed by the heroin trade. <laughs> Dude, because you know, this get- is really bugging me, fellas. I don't know about the other two. And so they're like, we're going to find we're going to bring down the heroin trade. <laughs> <laughs> I if guess we so. Must. So they like lure them into a trap, basically. Yeah, they call them on a payphone. They're like, "Look, we're gonna meet me at the at 
Tom Selleck's construction site, which right. we've been to a couple of times in the movie, and we'll give it to you there. Now, first of all, a couple things. Why are you playing hardball with these heroin dealers? I have no idea. Like, the ball's on you. Just you, you give them what they want, and that's the end of it, dude. Like, that's... that. The other thing is they also, when they trashed the apartment and hogtied their landlord, they left a message with the landlord, next time we take the baby. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and she's just like, what an afternoon, you know? But they bring the baby on. Like, if you guys want to play fucking r- Russian roulette with your own lives, fine. Why on earth you don't leave this baby with anyone in the world? Anyone else. David, to- tell him, call yeah. somebody. <laughs> Now, here's my question. Aside from bringing, and I, it's possible that I just straight up missed it. Yeah, sure. You know, details fly by. You know, sure. I'm trying to take notes along with the movie. So they bring the baby on the drug deal. That's crazy, right? That's really crazy. Yes. Why is Ted Danson dressed up like a woman? Well, because he needs to go out. He goes out first to sort of like, basically, they're all being followed. So, so that's how he's throwing the tail is to dress up like a woman? Is that yes. what's going yes. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so dumb. Is that Frankenstein's bride? No, that's just a lady, I guess. <laughs> Frankenstein in drag. <laughs> Which I think was just Frankenhooker from yeah, the yeah, yeah. seminal 1980s film Frankenhooker. But, yeah, he just, yeah, he, 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 he has the baby in tow. He looks like a pregnant woman. So it's like, I guess he looks like a pregnant woman. <laughs> No, it looks like Ted Danson pretending he's pregnant. <laughs> Even at night. No, it does not. It's disgusting. <laughs> he, sees, he sees, like, Joe the doorman sees Ted. Oh, I am taking a fucking lunch break. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. just go. I don't, I don't want to know. Oh, that's ridiculous. At least he's leaving. At least. <laughs> All right, so that's why he's dressed up yeah. like a woman. I completely missed it, and I looked up, and I was like, drag all right so yeah he gets in one car and like basically tom Selleck and steve gutenberg hail a cab the guy the, the cops tail the cab and then like on the middle of parkway they switch cars and like yes in the yes. middle of lincoln center is right in front of lincoln center yeah they just switch which whatever i yeah. guess you're doing that <laughs> i guess you're successfully pulling that off also by the way once you once you lose a tail with the police guess who's going to jail tonight you yeah. know what i mean like that's <laughs> guess who's making an appearance at the police station maybe we're not getting charged yep but it's time to go and sit down. Also, it's the narc squad. Yeah. And you're part of a huge heroin deal. You honestly think it's three cops? In 1980s New York City. Give me a break. Yep. They're not playing around. <laughs> no. The I... city was plagued. Yes. Come on. Where is John Hawks, an American gangster, blowing people's fucking heads off? <laughs> So one of them, and I know it's like supposed to be a light comedy, but seriously, one of them needs to get shot in the butt. <laughs> like that's, you know what I mean? Like these kinds of movies where we're trying to be like serious, whatever, but it's also comedy. Someone always gets shot in the butt. Well, that was the, the lady's like, oh, the baby with the, why is there a heroin deal? What? <laughs> I sure hope someone gets shot in the butt. Look at all those dime bags. It's just so <laughs> Cute. <laughs> They're so tiny. The little truck baggies. <laughs> Looks like little bags of white sand. This is the cutest movie ever. No, it's not. No, it really isn't. <laughs> this is my favorite part. The skag deal gone wrong. <laughs> Leave it in. I, I kept meaning to see if the drug part was part of the French movie, but I never bothered to look. 
I don't know. Probably. It just seems like an American thing to just slam this thing together and just have get a little <laughs> something something heroin. Yeah. I mean, the ins and outs of how how they goose these heroin dealers <laughs> is kind of fr- frustratingly po- impossible to describe. But basically, they wind up getting them in an elevator yes. with all the drugs. Uh, and again, just give these like I don't know. I'm not. They they get them in an elevator the the, the and then they sh- cut the power to the elevator so they're stuck. Ted Ted Danson is playing like the Wizard of Oz with this control panel. <laughs> like maybe this one's gonna cut the power. Maybe that one's gonna cut the power. By the way, it's a 1980s construction site. Was I the only one thinking about number one with a bullet and they yes. were gonna dangle these guys? <laughs> like I was just imagining like Wilson from Home Improvement being dangled <laughs> and falling to his death. Oh man, one death would be great. You need to kill at least one of them, honestly. And I think, oh, I think, um, Danton also calls the cops too. Is it like, come to the construction site? You'll get your men. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> no fucking way. Well, I thank you, Junior G Man. So, like, Philip Bosco shows up, all these cops show up, and they basically, the three of them and the baby, which yeah. they brought to this fucking heroin deal, they walk up to the cop and they're like, the guys you want are stuck up in that elevator. And this cop, instead of being like, Everybody stay here. Why are you dressed as a woman? Why is that baby here? I have a whole lot of questions. Why it's didn't like, you tell me all of this when yeah. I was there before? It's like, thanks for the tip, good citizen. On your way. And by the way, can I hold the baby? Oh, this Shut police detective loves babies. Here's a weird thing for an old man to say. Oh, I just love little babies. Oh, I just <laughs> love looking at little babies and holding little babies. Oh, I love little babies. Weird thing for an old man to do. Also, yeah, like... Child Protective Services, at least. Like, You're you a police brought- officer. Yeah. Dial that number. Yes. Just everyone's going to the station, at least until we figure it out. I know you're probably telling me the truth, but how do I know that you didn't make a million dollars off this deal? Like, if they leave the scene like they do, Philip Bosco's got a huge hole in his paperwork. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I'm sorry, there was a baby involved in some sort of cross-dressing heroin deal? You don't think SVU is the first number this guy's calling? And honestly, though, like, you want to fuck over heroin dealers and send them up the river? Good luck, because guess what? There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. They, they always have friends. They're cutting your throat tonight. Seriously, guess what happens when you cut the head off of this Hydra, man? Yeah. It's growing back threefold. And Joe doesn't care who comes into Wayne Manor, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah, what you do. They really do. Maybe that's what it is. When they get home that night, they're like, all right, man, listen, uh, that whole policy that we talked about, it's off the table. You need to be carding everybody. We need to get a phone call. Call yep. authorizing. If we don't pick up the phone, you don't open that elevator yes. because uh, things got real. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to buy a metal detector for, for the building, <laughs> yeah. and we're just going to have that out here. Uh, yeah, we'll tell the tenants. We're going we're gonna to get you an x-ray machine. Everybody's bags are going through. I'm glad you said Wayne Manor because I want to pitch something. Tom Selleck in Dark Knight Returns. Boom. Done. As an older Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd buy it. Yeah, because he's still pretty built. And you could keep that mustache. Yeah, you can. Because it's like it's older Bruce Wayne. He's kind of given up on living. Mm -hmm. You're growing a mustache when you give up on living, obviously. Sure, obviously. (laughs) Just just put that in your back pocket, Hollywood. You're welcome. (laughs) 
So then, like, you're like, okay, well, the drug deal's foiled. The movie's got to be over with, right? Nope. For some reason, we've got this extra 15 minutes to tack on. We're just killing time. There's a montage with a, P- a creepy-ass Peter Cetera song. She's the sexiest baby. Or whatever those she's, lyrics are. She's a lover. She wants to be daddy's girl. Daddy's the, little girl. Daddy's little girl. Uh. And they're in Central Park with the baby with all the women and all the ovaries glowing around them. Dude, the ovaries are exploding like a Chinese fireworks factory. Like, it's insane. It's no way are all these women <laughs> running up to them like this. It's 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 nuts. And uh, do you think Peter Cetera turned to sand on January 1st, 1990? Like, he just made some sort of deal... <laughs> That he, you know, you'll have the best career in the 80s, but January 1st, 1990, you will turn to same. Like, he sees the clock, like, turn and hit midnight, (laughs) and then a flute came out of nowhere, and he was like, that sounds beautiful. And then it was like... Wishmaster. Wishmastered himself. (laughs) He totally totally got Wishmastered. I want the best career in the 80s. Oh, you'll get it. But you will not enjoy the 90s at all. (laughs) Oh no, stupid double crossing gin. Oh, <laughs> pile of sand. By the way, Wishmasters, so stay tuned with a fucking exclamation point next it's, to it. It's going to be in our month dedicated to the worst 90s CGI of all time. <laughs> that month we're programming right now? Yeah. <laughs> and that other month of snake people. Yeah. So, okay. They have a great time in the park. They are just the best fathers around. Nancy Travis shows and There's up. just a knock at the door, and it's like, I'm taking the baby. I'm taking the baby back. I'm taking the baby back. I'm sorry I am. The like, worst accent. Nimoy, this is your call. This is on you, Nimoy. Yep. Actually, this movie's pretty fairly well directed. I think he's a pretty good director, a competent director. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's no style to it, but, you know, it's, it, it's competent. Well, it's my personal decision that uh, this woman gets no comeuppance whatsoever. <laughs> That's just the way I saw it happening. Sure. That's the way it happened to me. <laughs> like, it's so she basically strolls in. And no why one. is she from England? Because <laughs> I, I once met an English person. I, I, there's no reason for her to be from England. No, no. there's not at all. <laughs> and she's wretched at it. And like, just say she's from. Like, cause I think the idea is like, there's a whole thing of like, I'm going to England tonight. See you later. Like, that could be California. That could be, yeah. you know, Ohio. Anywhere. Like, or she's getting she's on a plane. Just Nancy Travis doing her Nancy Travis voice, and she's moving going to, to England for yeah. a business yeah, thing. That's fine too. I got a job in much. England. Well, she's also a struggling actress. That's that's her like bag. Like, right. They're both that. Selleck's uh, not Selleck. Uh, Dance is an actor. She's an actress. That's how they met. And like she's like, oh, it's been so hard raising this baby without any money. I'm like, you know what, dude? Then guess what? You're not a struggling actress anymore. Yeah, you're a mother. Like yeah. life got in the way. Mm-hmm. It happens every day. Sure. And no one in this movie is like. So what was your problem? Yep. What yeah. were you thinking? How dare you? Nothing. It's just like. Well, she's here, and then like they're all like, "Ma, the baby's leaving," <laughs> and then they actually get pissed off at Ted Danson. Yep. Gutenberg and Selleck are like, "You know, we really wish that he would just stand up to her and try to take that baby bag." Doesn't smell like shit in here anymore. Oh, why why is- do you think that is? Well, why is that, guys? Because you have no legal right to this child. Shut the fuck up. It's none of your business. <laughs> 
It's so ridiculous. But like Ted Danson's like, you were babysitters for two days by yourself, and you think that you own this child from here on out? Dude, that's how fast their hearts melted, dude. This <laughs> little baby is pretty charming. Uh, no, so then she's like, well, I'm going now. Are the planes leaving at the strike of 12? <laughs> You're just like, oh my god, I hope you do just leave, because then you're out of the movie with that accent. And then the baby turns into a pumpkin! <laughs> and they're just like, you know, they're all sitting around in their mansion, and they're sulking, and they're like, I miss her crying, I miss her yelling, I miss the shitting. <laughs> and it's just like, you don't think. And then, of course, we're rushing to the, the, the fucking airport. <gasps> running to the, like, Because the can... 1980s, well, there has to be a running to the airport gag, or else it's not a comedy. Yeah, we're trying to beat this plane. Humans like airport gags. I, as a Vulcan <laughs> directing this movie, had to consult a human emotions expert. <laughs> so we're just running to this airport. And there's no traffic in New York City nope. whatsoever. No, it's a nice glide. It's a real miracle. <laughs> and they get there, and there, there's like a little, there's the tiniest bit of like, we had trouble with a metal detector. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was on. like, in 2014, this part takes 75 minutes. Well, it's minutes. hilarious, because they're all trying to go to the metal detector at once, and the guy's like, hey, 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 one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my job here, folks. Come on, Stooges, one at a time through this metal detector. <laughs> I'm surprised none of them was like, oh, my cock ring. Because <laughs> we're such sexy dick swagging dudes in this movie. You're telling me not one of them has a Prince Albert? Unbelievable. <laughs> Especially dancing. He's a 1980s New York man, actor. He oh, it out a, in the car. It's a pincushion down there, man. <laughs> my voodoo doll. So they're like, oh, we missed her. Well, movie's over. Go back to the house. Go back to the mural. And but when you say go back, we feel the time elapsing oh, yeah. every yeah. every step of this way, every dragged out minute that's mm. left of this movie. And and Nancy Travis is there. She's like, I just couldn't do it. You were all so cute with my baby. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just in tears on the floor. And then you're like, okay, here it comes. It's the big where do you get off moment. Yeah, exactly. Here it comes. I was like getting psyched up. Like, yeah, yeah they're going to take it to the house. Here it comes. And Selleck like takes a big deep breath. And I was like, here it comes. And he's like, you know, why don't you move in with us? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> First of all, like, this apartment is over. Everyone go home. Like, everyone, maybe Ted Danson... He's just—he's just her—he's just a fa- baby's father. Therefore, yeah. she has an apartment. Maybe you guys help her out with money. That'd be great. Great for you guys. You have no claim to this fucking baby at all. It's so insane. And they're just like, yeah, you know, we understand. It's the busy boom boom Reagan eighties, man. We're just trying to all make money and be super successful. It's tough to raise a baby, but four is better than two or one. Steve Gutenberg says when she's like, "Oh, it's so hard, you know, being an a- being an." A- <laughs> when she's saying this, Steve Kuhnberg in front of the baby says, yeah, yeah, that's a bitch. <laughs> Way to go, Steve. <laughs> Just reminding everyone. Just take it down a notch there, Steve. Thank you. And he's like, oh, yeah, all three of us could barely keep up with it. I can't imagine one woman, one struggling woman. I mean, we're millionaires. We barely could do it. And then as quickly as this movie started, it seems like two seconds ago we were opening with that fucking montage. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Why don't you move in with us? Group hug. Credits. Yep. 
That's the end of that movie. Well, there's movie. an end montage where Steve Gutenberg painted her and the baby into the mural. It's there. like the end of Ghostbusters 2. It is. <laughs> and they're all like, they all grab, like they have this gr- big like fucking pram that they're all, that all four of them can hold at the same time. It's like a pole vaulter's pole yeah. is across this carriage. I don't, if I saw four people wheeling a baby down the street, I'd be like, oh, I'm calling the cops. You know what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but they're making it my business. Oh, great. Now this woman's living with them too <laughs> that's doesn't i, I got, all right the next time she's alone i'm gonna ask if she's okay that's that's <laughs> yeah. that this is me taking a stand they I'm, always send her out to go grocery shopping alone that's when i'll do it <laughs> make my move well you know that accent can't be real so you know what she's probably just a con woman yeah <laughs> Maybe I'll talk to them first. I don't want my best friends getting conned. Are they your best friends, Joe? I guess so. Boy, I have to get a life outside a doorman. And, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. That's yeah. the end of the movie. You're welcome. Yeah. The Real num- sequel set up. You're not going to believe this. Oh, God. No, well, the, 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 the sequel one. is ridiculous because for some reason... Tom Selleck wants to marry Nancy Travis. Sure, why not? Yeah. Where did they fall in love? <laughs> but that's a story for another day. Would anybody recommend Three Men and a Baby? I wouldn't. I mean, it's. I actually like all three. I mean, I, I and I'm a Gutenberg guy. You know, he's fun to watch. He's sure dopey and fun, and he's doing his Gutenberg thing. It just the movie. It just is a mess. It's a real mess. Like there's there's an easy way to make this movie, yeah. and they didn't do it. Yeah, totally. No, it's absolutely not a recommend. <laughs> it, it is a mess, and uh, we didn't mention this. This was the number one movie for 1987. Uh, the whole darn year. Same year Lethal Weapon comes out. This thing, <laughs> this destroy- thing. beats beats that end Fatal Attraction. It's nuts to me. It's uh, one of the the most rented VHS tapes of all time. That's actually, insane. Yeah. How everybody was wearing out those tapes. Blockbuster couldn't replace them fast enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a real mess, this and is... it's not particularly even a fun mess. No, it's a three way around. Not recommend this movie. Is really weird. It's really oddly. It's not dated. I did make this remark before we went on the air that at no point in this movie, shockingly, somehow there's no like. Them being mistaken for like gay dads. There's yeah. no like, no, we're not gay. There's yeah. like none of that. No gay panic. I feel like that's a lot of N- Nimoy. Like it's yeah. directed by yeah. a human being. Yes. So there's a lot of that that's excised. I bet it, it, I bet the first draft of the script and then it was like, no, we didn't do that on Star Trek. We're not doing it here either. It's probably you... in the party scene. <laughs> yeah, like it... most things, it was in the party. You scene. humans are far too hung up on homosexuality. <laughs> I am excising the fear from this film. Here comes my scalpel. <laughs> also, we didn't talk about it, but the weird like Ted Danson cardboard cutout. Oh, oh, the yeah, ghost yeah, baby, yeah. The ghost baby cardboard cutout. It's just weird that he has that in his room. Yeah. yeah. And I feel he might be pleasuring himself to his own visage. Oh, well, it's the- looking at him sleeping. Yeah. That's the angle it's at. Really gross. Really not recommended, this movie. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. That's Three Men and a Baby from 1987, directed by Leonard Nimoy from Star Trek shows. <laughs>
<laughs> that's uh, that's how he would love to be credited. You're right. Man. Uh, if you want more information about the show, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. We would greatly appreciate it. Normally we do a clue for next week, but we already told you it's jingle all the way too. So do not forget to check in next week. So, Steve, this comes out the second, and you've got a little uh, guest appearance on something uh, dropping tomorrow? Yes, I do. Uh, the Projection Booth podcast was nice enough to have me on. Uh, we talked about a movie we've talked about here, Hamburger the Motion Picture. Uh-oh. Double dipping. Man, that movie's just something. Just getting your Magneto Jones on, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Those guys are hilarious. It was a really cool experience. Definitely check out the Projection Booth. It's an awesome show. They have an interview with the director of that of that film, which... Goodness gracious, what is the budget for detective work on that podcast? Because where did you dig that guy up? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's awesome. The projection booth, check it out. Um, drops tomorrow. Yeah, you can get it in iTunes. That's where I get yeah, it. Yeah, so. subscribe on iTunes, the projection booth. There you go. So until next week, where we're definitely talking about Larry the Cable Guy and Jingle All the Way too. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cavan. Eric Siska. Take it easy. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do do de yo do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do 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 do. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Well, it's three o'clock in the morning, baby. I just can't treat you right. Well, I hate to leave you, baby. I don't mean maybe, because I love you so. Bo do 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 Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Do 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 do. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, good night, sweetheart. Good night.